0: Thank you. Welcome back to Share Truth, Apply Scripture. Uh, I know you're probably extremely confused if you listen regularly to this pro- podcast, but uh, you're used to Jordan being here. A deep male voice. Um, my voice made me deep, but... <laughs> not that deep not, not that deep no and sitting today with me in my co-pilot seat is my good friend Kendra White I pulled her from the American Family Studios department today and I'm making her be on the air I am Hello. honored to be with you friend I'm so glad that you're here because I this is my first time doing this whether you believe it or not we're gonna kill it yeah we're gonna kill thank it thank you. you you're doing great <laughs> I appreciate it <laughs> Well, if you want to know more about us and what we do, you can go to EngageMagazine.net where we have all our other podcasts. We have all of our uh, articles, tons of content on there. And you can also connect with us on social media and all kinds of things. And Kendra, how can they find more stuff from American Family Studios?
1: Well, we do have American Family Studios on Facebook. That's probably the best place to connect with us where our freshest content is. We're also on YouTube um, or you can connect to us through the American Family Association website.
0: Awesome, awesome. And today today I decided to let somebody else do the heavy lifting on content. And we have our friend Chris Woodward from American Family News.
2: Thank you very much. Jordan does have the uh, the the deeper voice. Yeah. But I'll do what I can. I'm
0: glad I'm glad that he's got the deeper voice than me. I was concerned that people wouldn't be you know, they wouldn't be confused. I'm like, Oh, it sounds normal. You know, sounds just like him. That would upset me. Here's what me. I
1: love having about, like, having friends in the news department. You break down the news so that we don't have
2: to. Yes. You yes. help
1: us understand because I, I don't watch the news very regularly. Good for you. It's a little overwhelming. Yeah. But I want to know and be aware. So thank you for bringing these stories oh, to sure. us today.
2: Yeah, I often uh, tell people, and I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of not, that, you know, I, I follow the news so you don't have to. <laughs> I know it's frustrating, uh, and it's, it's difficult because in a lot of uh, situations these days you just don't know uh, what to believe. This mm-hmm. person says this, but then that group says the exact opposite. Uh, what I try to do and the other guys in the newsroom, uh, take you know what someone says, let's say a president or a governor, and then you get reaction to it, and you begin the story with this person says this, this person says otherwise, I'm so-and-so, end of story, and you've done your job uh, as best as possible in 90 seconds or less uh, in a four and a half minute newscast to just give people an idea of what's going on today, who's saying what and why. And how people
1: feel about it. (laughs) And how
2: people feel about it. Yeah. You know, from time to time, uh, I do end a newscast with, and that's the world's news for this hour. Go tell somebody the good news of Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ. Because you want to remember that, you know, as troubling as this may be, there is still hope. And that hope is in Jesus Christ, which uh, we all uh, know and speak to on a regular basis. And uh, we strive to get other people our age and other uh other groups uh, to follow jesus as well so some of those uh stories uh i'll bring about uh here today but just to hit some of the uh the current events uh, that have been going on in recent days uh, we had the jobs report in uh sept- for september of 2021 generally the first friday or so of every month you get a report from the federal government showing uh who got hired and where and stuff like that uh, it was a very disappointing jobs report that's not an editorial remark here's why we we got 194,000 jobs added in September, but the predictions from groups like MarketWatch and others was for 500,000 jobs. Wow! So we're far less than what a lot of people were hoping for. Uh, The good news is it wasn't zero. So there are places that are still hiring and there are people that are still being hired, uh, particularly in leisure and hospitality. So food, restaurants, uh, places that uh, adults frequent, uh, Um, You know, things like that. Uh, So we need those kinds of things uh, going on. Retail trade still uh, hiring in some aspects. Uh, So that's a good sign going into uh, fall, uh, particularly the Christmas season, uh, but still far fewer than what we want to. Uh, And a lot of people are either staying at home or maybe they don't feel safe enough, uh, which is why we need to continue to be in prayer uh, for our leaders and other folks to really uh, kick out COVID uh, somehow, some way, so that way we can all be together again uh, to work and worship together. So, just um, to break that down, down like for that. me,
1: are those the number of job positions that were open or the number of um, people that were unemployed that took jobs?
2: That's a great question. Uh, this is the people that were hired. So, mm. there are still openings out there. And, you know, really, anywhere you go, uh, whether it's Tupelo, Mississippi, uh, or Tupelo, uh, Kansas, I think, or Oklahoma, there there is another Tupelo yes, somewhere there out there in these United States.
1: Arkansas, maybe. Yeah.
2: Um, so you know, wherever you go, you're going to see a ton of uh, job postings. Hey, mm-hmm. we're hiring. You know, out of stimulus money, we pay every two weeks. Things like that. Hiring I see oh. bonus. The signs everywhere. Like yeah. almost
0: every restaurant I go to, and then the fast food restaurants. Mm-hmm. You know, will say starting pay. There was one place I saw that had starting pay at fourteen dollars.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, with a $200 yeah. signing bonus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen a lot yeah,
2: of those. I've lo- seen a $1,000 signing bonus wow. I've seen in some places just <laughs> to deliver pizza. I was in um, Alabama over the summer uh, right there in the Gulf Shores area, and there was a fast food establishment right there on the beach uh, that was offering 13 or $14 an hour, mm. which is far above minimum wage in the state of Alabama, uh, far above that of Mississippi's as well. But uh, there are places that are, are hiring and willing to pay pay, uh, Well above uh, minimum wage. The sad thing is, uh, for whatever reason, you're not really seeing those positions filled. And, you know, that's a concern because that business owner is not able to make as much money. And that means less money going into the local economy, which benefits everybody, Mm -hmm. fast food diners or not. Um,
1: And the staffing um, crisis in restaurants right now is a big deal. Yes. Like, everyone is seeing that and being affected by it.
2: Right. And that's almost it. I'm sorry.
0: No, I was just saying, I I feel so you know, sorry for the ones that are working in there because they're doing the best they can. Yes. And they're running around, but service is still so slow. And then shortage in supplies, like, I go it's through— It's making their
1: job even worse. Yeah,
0: every time I go through and get coffee or something, you know, I'll ask for something, and, and I get, oh, I'm so sorry we're out of that. And then I'll ask for my next, my second favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sorry we're out of that, too. And they're, like, super apologetic, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying, it's okay, you know, it's not your fault. But you know they probably do get yelled at on a regular basis for something wow. that's not. Yeah, their I fault. put
2: something out on Facebook uh, recently, uh, saying you know, hey, uh, I know we all have to deal with these long lines in the fast food places. You know, many places still don't do uh, dining in in person mm-hmm. dining uh, because they don't have people nowadays, uh, mm-hmm. and so we're all stuck in the drive through. Uh, and in some fast food places, like once you're in that draft, they're like, you're committed. Right. They will not <laughs> let you pull out. I'm looking right. at you, Wendy's. But right. Anyway, um, <laughs> y- you know, uh, so a lot of people are, are stuck in these long lines. Maybe you're taking your entire lunch break to try to pick up a sandwich or something like that. And, you know, you the flesh takes over and you, you, you're losing your patience. Uh, maybe you feel... Uh, compelled to say some things that are not so nice to that uh, person at the window. Don't take it out on those people. They showed up for work, right? Yeah. Somebody else didn't show up to help them. So be kind, maybe even tell them to keep the change if the uh, you know place will let them you know, get a tip or something like that. Look for little ways that you can be positive because when you uh, try to stay positive, uh, you're putting on a good witness for that person. Mm-hmm. And certainly if you're driving around in a vehicle that's got a bumper sticker that says, I'm a member of so-and-so church, you really don't want to do anything nasty because that's right. putting on a bad example for people in your uh, exactly, congregation.
0: Exactly. And then, you know, like us, a lot of us have our little car decals for work. Um, for You know, for our security, we have those in our cars. That way everybody knows that car's supposed to be in our parking lot. And we pull through and we order food and mm-hmm. then – People see that decal and they they may not know what American Family Association is, right, but they can look it up real easily and see this is supposed to be a Christian based mm-hmm. organization. You know, it's not just about our name, it's like if we're putting on the name of Christ, we, we we go out there and we're supposed to represent him in all that we do. Right. And that is including how you handle uh situations and and I, I will go ahead and say that goes for even how you handle situations where you really are getting bad service. Mm-hmm. I don't mean slow service and things that are out of the control of the I've been in situations where I have gotten uh like just horrible service. You know, it was it was slow for no reason. You know, I've been in restaurants where there weren't that many people, they had plenty of employees and they just didn't care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how you respond to that is also equally is important. Even if, even if that particular restaurant deserves your anger, uh, you're not representing Christ if you go in there and start screaming at the people. Sure, you I know. think also representing Christ in the way that we talk about.
1: Um, the, the lack of an employment situation, because I think it's easy for us as conservatives sometimes to say, oh, well, their government gave an incentive for people not to work, and mm-hmm. you're just all being lazy that aren't working and that don't have a job. But it is very individual to each person's case. And while yeah. that might be the case for some, I know there are a lot of single-parent families where they've had to stay at home with their kids because of, um, you know, having yeah. COVID lockdowns and having, having and to have them at home. Yeah, and more. they have
0: nowhere to, to send their kids right? Their, so when it's they normally have. Never any.
1: assume. Right.
0: <laughs> and for the ones who are staying home and deciding to go with, like, unemployment and things, some of them may be doing better, like, mm-hmm. financially with the unemployment and stuff, and they had to make a decision for how they could survive as a family right, right. of course that's
1: from a personal practical standpoint yeah. i think that we have to be kind and considerate. but from a political standpoint yeah i think it's obvious that giving people an incentive to not work is not helpful right for oh, exactly. society yeah
2: there i mean there's so much to take in here and talking about being um sympathetic to every person's uh, situation i read a verse uh, in james this week i think it's james 119 but it it um instructs us to be uh, swift to hear but slow to speak slow Mm -hmm. to wrath you don't know that person's story um so, you know, always be ready to hear. And in order for you to hear, you need to be quiet mm, and yeah. to to listen to what it is. I'm not saying you have to agree with them. I'm not saying you have to give them everything you want. But you need to be willing to sit and listen to them. Uh, you know, Jesus often sat and listened to uh, people's uh, situations when people came to him with whatever problem it may be. That is an example that I think we as Christians um, should follow. One other story here. I've got two, but I want to mention this real quick uh, because it's been in the news a lot this week. Uh, you had a federal judge temporarily block the state of Texas uh, and this uh, Heartbeat Act. Mm. Uh, Texas, uh, several weeks uh, Months ago, really, they passed a bill that not only bans most abortions once a baby's heartbeat is detected, which can be around six weeks into pregnancy, that early into a pregnancy. Uh, But where this law really gets uh, interesting or unique, I should say, is that this law, unlike those from other states, allows private citizens to sue an abortionist. If they learn that that abortionist knowingly violated the law in Texas. So this is completely unique. No other state outside of Texas has tried this. And this week, a federal judge uh, who was appointed by former President Barack Obama uh, temporarily blocked the law. It can't be enforced at this time. And so. He can do that? Yeah. Wow. I've, Right now, as, as of right now, it's going to be appealed to the Fifth Circuit. Texas, mm-hmm. as a state, has already appealed to the Fifth uh, Circuit. So we'll see probably in a couple of months, if that long, whether or not this guy's temporary ruling stands. Um, but I think it, it brings up a couple of things. From time to time... Uh, Pro-lifers are going to hear disappointing, discouraging news. Court rulings are not going to go the way that pro-lifers want them to do. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that pro-lifers should just give up. Mm. Uh, We need to continue to be in prayer. Uh, for pro-life pregnancy centers, of which there are a plenty, not just in Texas, but in states all over the country. So pray for those folks uh, to really get you know, the, the financial help that they need to continue operating, but also for people to uh, help spread the word about what it is that they do and why it is that they're there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we can all take time out of our day. It doesn't take very much time. It doesn't cost you any money. You can share some pro-life statistics on your social media page. You can uh, help spread the word in your community about the Pro-Life Crisis Pregnancy Center and what it is that they do and why, uh, stuff like that. You can share scripture with people and show that God does not like hands that shed innocent blood. Uh, That is an actual verse. In the Old Testament, uh, the book of Proverbs specifically. So there are things that I think pro-lifers uh, can do to help uh, people in these situations. Certainly, we also want to pray for the woman uh, that is seeking an abortion. We don't know her story. Uh, we should not judge because we too are uh, all sinners. You know, our our righteousness is as filthy rags. So we're we're no better than that person seeking an abortion. Um, but we we do need to um, be that difference maker. Uh, mm-hmm. and to be that person to help encourage and to inspire and to uplift and, and things like that, because, you know, this ruling today, it'll be another one tomorrow, maybe in a few months when the Supreme Court hears cool. a uh, big abortion case out of the state of Mississippi. Uh, that may not go the way that pro-lifers want it to, and and we're going to have to figure out um, what to do then. Let's not have a spirit of fear, yes. uh, but to remain faithful in what it is that we do trying to spread the, uh, the pro-life message.
1: You know, one really interesting way that um, pro-lifers who maybe are concerned about having the apologetic response and like, I don't know how to talk to people or I don't know how to get into debates, but if you want to help, there's a really unique ministry um, that has mobile pregnancy Mm -hmm. units that goes to areas that there aren't pregnancy clinics to help women that are um, abortion minded, try to make decisions to choose life and, and at least know what their options are. And just physically having an ultrasound and seeing their baby, just that alone mm-hmm. changes so many and cedra we posted that on the engage yeah. uh, facebook the page right so there.
0: you if can go. go to engagemagazine.net it, that's probably the easiest way to find us because you can click on our facebook there and you can scroll down and find the video where we talk all about that and how to get involved in that way um we recently on american family radio had guests come in and talk about mm-hmm. how they're launching a new one in an area here in mississippi that doesn't have any Anything like that in their area. So these people can come and they can get on um, this It's a mobile, mobile little unit. Bus. Yeah. And it's very nice. It's beautiful. Yeah. And you can come in and you can get the care that you need. And and I will say it doesn't end with you see your baby, you made the decision to keep it, that's it. The, these people are there to help you mm. through a lot of things and they can point you in the direction yeah. um for for the next step. So and, that's, and that goes to, like, for your medical care, but also how to talk to your family um, if you have not told them that you're expecting, you know, all kinds of things. And they're so, trying to
1: raise funds to um, have one of these units yes. in an area of Mississippi. So yeah. it's a very practical way where you can get involved right. and, and save lives.
0: And here at the American Family Association, we love to support people like that who do that. Our, our mission, you know, our pre-born, mm-hmm. we come in and we, we try to raise money each year um, so that... So that we could get these ultrasounds yeah. for free for these women so they can see their babies and it's at no cost to them. So if you want to continue to help us here at AFA and in, in American Family Radio, we have our share coming up next week. That way we can continue to support people like that. So just be looking out for that. And you can go to AFR.net. AFR.net is a place that you can give and all the information will be there. So just be ready for that.
2: Yeah. One other topic I wanted to bring in, and this is very timely, given that uh, this is a time of year when churches and their committees really start to pray for what it is the Lord would have them to do in terms of outreach for the coming year. Um, and there was a a very disturbing uh, finding that came out uh, recently based on a new survey from Probe Ministries and Kirby Anderson. Uh, Here's uh, one finding from it. More than 60% of born-again Christians in America between the ages of 18 and 39, so the primary audience of this radio program, Uh, These folks believe that Buddha, Muhammad, and Jesus are all valid paths to salvation. And over 30% (laughs) say they either believe that Jesus sinned just like other people when he lived on earth, or they aren't sure. These are born-again Christians, and they aren't sure. Wait, wait, wait.
1: These are people who claim they, to be exactly, <laughs> exactly on a survey.
2: Right. And I think, you know, this is all the more reason for us uh, as people that fall in that 18 to 39 demographic to find ways to reach uh, people that are in that 18 to 39 demographic. And certainly there are people younger than 18. There are people over, older than 39 that believe this. Um, you know, if you are, if you know somebody, Who identifies as a born-again Christian, and they say that Buddha and Muhammad are valid paths to salvation, they need to check their salvation. Mm -hmm. Okay, they certainly aren't biblically literate because Mm -hmm. Jesus does tell us in no uncertain terms, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If Jesus is that way, and he is, that means Buddha and Muhammad are not. Right. And so we need to be that person to politely, lovingly, just like Jesus would, get that person back on the right path. And also, too, if you're know, if you listening to this program and you believe that Jesus sinned just like everybody else, you have no hope in salvation because that means Jesus died on the cross for his yeah. own sins. And we have no hope. But we do have hope because Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, did die for all of mankind's sins. Just as one man sinned, one man went to the cross to die for all man's sins. So we should be that uh, difference maker, um, you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot in the news that just takes up um, all of our mindset. Uh, there's, there's some new movies out on the streaming platforms that we all are members of and watch uh, regularly and stuff like that. But this is the most important thing for us right now.
1: And it really is Mm salvation-centric. If you get this wrong, you are missing a main component of understanding salvation, is that we had to have a sinless Savior. If he was sinful and came to save us, he would be dying for his own sins. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't work. You know, I think there's a passage in Scripture that has been helpful for me. I've had some friends that have come to me with this perspective, and I think it comes from a heart of them wanting to just be like, Accepting, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to judge and say that I know the right way. Maybe I'm wrong. They're trying to, it's a false humility, Mm -hmm. really. But um, the passage that I've pointed to is Christ um, in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, and he's praying and he says, Lord, if there is any other way, take this cup from me. And the Lord doesn't, you know, take that cup Mm -hmm. from him. Jesus has to suffer and be flogged and Beaten and crucified and spit on mm-hmm. and hit in the fa- struck in the face, um, he has to go through and endure all of that because there was no other way for salvation to be achieved. If there was, this is where we get into some theological problems. That is a cruel God mm-hmm. who would put his son through that if Muhammad or <laughs> Buddha or yeah. somebody else could work. Like just pick that path,
2: right? Yeah.
0: Uh, well, the, the thing is, is, if you look back in history and when sacrifices were a requirement, uh, people would pick or they were supposed to pick, a you know, the most spotless, perfect lamb they could find. Mm-hmm. And, and in that case, here, when we looking at the final sacrifice that was required, we needed a spotless lamb. Mm-hmm. Jesus had to be part and that's part of his deity. Because he's not just Jesus, some other, some nice man. You know, he could have been just a good man. Some people think that, but he wasn't. He was and is God. So if you're saying that he is sinful, then you're saying that God is sinful in a way, and God is not. Mm -hmm. And so the whole thing is Jesus could not have done what he did for us without being perfect. That's part of his deity, part of his character. It's part of his being. Right. So where do you all think the
1: breakdown is happening? Because just for me, having grown up in a, a church that was Bible-believing and taught mm-hmm. fundamental things, I can't imagine accepting that <laughs> oh, as, a, as an idea. So is it in training, or are young people just so into the world that they're trying to <laughs> combine?
2: I think it's three things. Number one, there aren't enough churches that, uh, really, teach people what it is that we believe and why. It's not mm-hmm. like it used to be. Generally, uh, you go to, you know, there are some churches today. And look, the pastor may feel shared to to lead this kind of message, but, um, you know, seven points for you to have a great week. uh, (laughs) Feel good. Yeah, is not going to— Facing uh, your
1: giants with joy.
2: There you go. I mean, you know, we've all heard those. We've seen them, uh, maybe watching them online or something like that. I think there aren't enough churches uh, really teaching uh, the tenets of the faith anymore. People don't know what it is that they believe and why. It's maybe they've always been in this church, their parents were members, now they're members, and uh, their kids are involved in some sort of youth activity which has a bunch of attendees, and therefore they feel good about their family and all that stuff. Uh, number two, there aren't enough people that are themselves studying the Word. Mm. I get so frustrated. When I see uh, scripture posts today that are they're copied and pasted from someone else's uh, post, and it's some sort of uh, verse that's been taken out of context, or they don't, you know, they didn't read the verse before it and the verse after it that really puts it into context. A
1: manipulation many, of scripture right. to make it say what you want it to say.
2: Right. Hey, listen, if I see something on social media quoting the Book of Revelations, I'm, I'm still scrolling. Okay. <laughs> if you can't even get the name right, I, I just I have I, I'm, I'm automatically skeptical. Uh, yes. But I, th-
1: I think there are too it's many singular for those yes. that are listening. It's Revelation. Yes. Don't add the S.
2: Um. And you know, so I think too many people today, unfortunately, they only get their Bible from social media. They mm-hmm. aren't themselves in the Word, which we are mm-hmm. uh, told to do. We are told to study the Word. It's there for all men, for all purposes, including instruction, correction, doctrine. Um, So we're not uh, in the Word as often as we should be. Uh, And number two, or three, uh, I should say, um, just there's not really – the media certainly doesn't help because oftentimes when you see a news story from an associated press or some and i'm using air quotes well-respected news outlet uh they'll refer to things like the quran as the holy quran Mm. or the prophet muhammad uh or the prophet so-and-so or you know something from some other false religion with a, a false god little g Um, and so people will get all these things and it shapes their worldview
1: in the name of diversity and tolerance is why they do that. Mm -hmm. And so as Christians, I think we have to ask ourselves, why am I so afraid of being called intolerant? You know, because it does sound intolerant when you Mm -hmm. say Jesus is the only way to heaven that is intolerant
2: (laughs) of the other ways. And you know, spoiler alert, Jesus said, it's not going to be easy. Uh, They didn't like me. They're not going to like you. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm not saying you should just go and be a jerk to mm-hmm. people. You're not going to you're not going to win anybody over being mean to them mm-hmm. with the gospel. Uh, you know, there are uh, times in Scripture where it says this in the King James Version, as well as the NIV, and Jesus lovingly uh, and kindly, you know, instructed, uh, I think it was the young ruler who came Mm -hmm. to him with questions. Uh, You know, there are examples of how Jesus interacts with people. Pay attention to those things. Don't just read the Bible uh, like it's a story that you're reading before bed. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, pay attention to what that person is doing in that moment, uh, there are reasons I think God literally lays it out in certain ways because God is saying, this is the way I want you to act and conduct yourselves in situations that you yourself are going to be in yes. because you are a follower of my son, my one and only begotten son. Yeah.
0: Jesus didn't leave. He left no room to doubt who he was when he when he would say, you know the things that he would say there was always a purpose and a plan behind it things that the jewish people would have understood even if we don't use the language today the jewish people understood what he was saying and uh knew that he was saying that he was the son of god and so we just have a few seconds left here so we're just gonna have to wrap this up even though i hate it because it's a really good discussion but um but but jesus uh you know, he said that, he, like you said earlier, that he is the way, the truth, and the mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And there's more to it. No one goes to the Father but through Him. And he didn't say, but through me and maybe these my other friends. Yeah, <laughs> my friends, my buds, they can also get you there because even his closest friends, while he was on Earth, his disciples, they they could lead you to Christ, but they were they could not save you themselves. So, um, anyways, I'm just gonna leave everybody with that little point there and remind everybody to share truth and apply scripture. Until next time, see you next week.